0: Join author and former Vibe Editor-in-Chief Danielle Smith in Black Girl Songbook as she celebrates and uplifts the talent of Black women in the music industry. Tune in for in-depth discussions with your favorite songwriters, producers, and artists, as well as anecdotes from Danielle. Plus, you'll hear the songs of Black women who changed the landscape of American music forever. Check out Black Girl Songbook exclusively on Spotify. well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's the B-side. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined today by Callie Curry. Callie, welcome back.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this new season.
0: I roped you into doing this with me. I think we're going to be doing it weekly for this, at least for the season, see how it goes. So when you came on the first time, I think it was just once. I feel like I've talked to you a lot since, so it feels (laughs) like more, but it's only been one time. Um, I was blown away by how much television you watched, and I was like, this is great. So...
1: (laughs) Nothing has changed. Still watch <laughs> an enormous amount of television. I am, I am so interested to see like how entertaining this season is. Like, are we going to have enough to talk about? We'll see.
0: If we don't, we'll pivot because I'm catching up on the Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> um, I roped you into below deck sailing yacht, which you're welcome.
1: Oh my gosh! Like Bravo, really, just chef's kiss on the cast. <laughs>
0: They really crushed it. I'm going to be devastated when it's over. Like, honestly, I I look forward to it. So hardcore. I've been watching like all the, all the YouTube extras. It's, it's pretty lame and speaks to my, um, level of social activity, but <laughs> Colin is just so cute. Anyway, we'll, we could talk about that later. Also,
1: Just the drama now happening after the show. There's just so much to like, look forward to the reunion. Is- no, wait,
0: We'll we'll hit that. That's going to be in two or three weeks. So we'll, we'll come back to it. Let's talk about the bachelorette Katie week one. We'll also talk a little bit about Chris Harrison. I'm just curious, you know, first impressions of Katie. What'd you think?
1: So I personally had no issues with how she handled herself on The Bachelor. I know a lot of people feel differently. I was totally fine with her on The Bachelor, totally fine with with them picking her. Um, And then I don't know if it's just listening to everyone talk about her. But like the first episode, I was just like, oh, gosh, like, am I going to even like this girl? Like watching this season, she seems like kind of corny. I do think she seems like a good person. So at least she has that. I do too. I do there was like, a lot of fire for me. Like there wasn't the there, there that I feel with other. Contest- or contestants.
0: What? Is what yeah. Leads. Sure. But who, what, what bachelorette do you like? Like who's your favorite or like just, you know, off the top of your head, you're like, Oh, good season.
1: Loved Jojo. Loved. Tasha, obviously but that was like you know a huge save so i feel like she gets more credit than maybe what was actually there um
0: she also had a really good group of guys like
1: the, really good group of guys the
0: final four was so excellent i'm curious i'm curious to see if they are able to replicate that because that that i think saved taisha's season just being the, the final four of like ben who i did not like but like was good for television brendan who's so adorable Zach and Ivan was like, this is the, literally the best final four ever. And I, I think that saved
1: that season. Also, she had a ton of good looking guys. Yeah. Like even <laughs> so does the Katie from- Can- cast is very <laughs> handsome. Yeah. I'm like, not for me, but like great looking guy. I also really liked this might be controversial, but I liked, um, I think her name was Emily, the girl from Charlotte.
0: Oh yeah. Emily Maynard. I liked her too.
1: I just like, liked her season. Um, and then obviously like, I love Rachel Lindsay. Um, of course. She's the
0: goat.
1: yeah, I, I tend to like bachelor more than bachelorette.
0: I think that most people do. I like bachelorette more. Cause I, I like just, I, I find it's more fun to make fun of the guys than it is to make fun of women. I just feel like the power of balance is such that I'm like, I don't feel nearly as bad ragging on these dudes. It's just because it's just because of society and that's just how it is.
1: I agree with that. I think that generally there's more drama in bachelor than bachelorette. So I think that's why I enjoy the bachelor over bachelorette.
0: Yeah. And on this first episode, they were like clearly really manufacturing it. Like I don't that guy, Aaron, who was the insurance agent from San Diego, he was one of the first people out of the limo. He was yeah. wearing a light colored suit, I believe, which I appreciated because it made sense for me watching it on a hot day in June. However, I was thinking like that was just really not appropriate based on the weather that I could could gather from New Mexico in, in March. And I was like, did he just only bring summer weight suits? Like, what was what was the thinking there? Because Katie seemed very cold.
1: The opening credits. Do you, did you see when she was like sitting on the fence? Her hands were literally like shaking. She was so cold. <laughs> yeah. and, like, you know, they, they feel movies and cold. Like they usually always hide people being cold. And I was just like, this is just like not a good opening scene where she's clearly shivering. Like her mouth was like moving weird. It was just like, I'm like, was it supposed to look hot, but she's clearly freezing. Uh, it it's like, funny.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You say that. I actually, I, I meant to hit on this earlier in the week with Nora the opening shots of like Katie walking through fields felt way more awkward than usual. Like, and I was thinking of Hannah B when those were weird too. And she was like walking around Tuscaloosa and like just doing like the Alabama thing. But these felt like really long. And I was just very confused. I was just like, how many, how many walking through field shoots did they do? And she was so bundled up for them. It wasn't really, it didn't seem appealing. And also it was confusing. Cause you're like, is New Mexico that cold in March? I had no idea.
1: Me, me either. Also, they had her in the hotel room in Seattle for like 2.3 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so are we not in Seattle anymore? When they like cut to the new scenes. Um, I also think it makes more sense when they have like the bachelor bachelorette, like in their own hometown or like, yeah. you know, it makes more sense. I don't need to see her just like gallivanting around New Mexico <laughs> when they're like not going to leave the hotel, you know? Yeah.
0: I know. It was weird. I will. I also, um, I, I think she's like a really pretty girl. I think she also like looks like if you saw her in a bar, you'd be like, she's pretty. I don't know if she's like, she doesn't have the sort of like um, model quality that I think some of the bachelorettes have. And I don't, I don't want to like focus on her appearance so much. Cause that's like, it's not, it's not fair, but I, I do think, and I, I think she's pretty, but I think styling her seems to be hard. I can't get a sense of her style.
1: Um, I mean, the, I personally thought the dress was atrocious, but
0: horrible. It was, the it was horrible. And apparently it was custom made. And that's, again, like, no shots at Katie. That's not not on her, you know?
1: Oh, no, no, no. And it did nothing for her shape. I think that, um, and totally agree with you on, like, you know, talking about her looks. I think that, in general, the Bachelor franchise goes for girls that are well beyond not average looking. Um, So, do I think that she's above average looking? For sure. Um, I actually might, maybe I, I I will appreciate that she looks like someone that you could see in a bar and not like only on Rodeo in LA walking yeah. around with uh, Alfred coffee. You know what yeah, I mean? And like, it's like, I,
0: it's like, where's your ring light? You know, we just mean it's it's like, in your I, back pocket
1: or something <laughs> does seem more real that way. Um, but like the, I don't know the things that she liked, I'm like, this is just not what I would. I know
0: for. she was really into the gimmicks and like so Andrew S with the British accent.
1: I, oh, I loved him though. I
0: liked him too. I liked him a lot. So one thing, um, a listener pointed out to me and thank you very much to this listener is that she did a deep dive on his Instagram, like really deep one, two years back. And he was hanging out with, um, clay who clay Harbor and Dustin. Who, yeah. Dustin, who was on Hannah season and out lives in New York with Peter. So I don't, I actually don't consider that a red flag. Like people recommend their friends all the time. Also, I have a crush on Dustin. Very cute. Very nice. So I'm like, that's cool. (laughs) Um, But I guess he knows those dudes. So he probably was recommended, but I just bring him up because like, I thought the accent thing was so corny and I would have been weirded out. I would have appreciated that. It kind of like gave you talking points. Like I would have been like, Oh, you're into Bridgerton. Cool. Let's talk about it. But I, she was like, really into it and she was like cool like I went full theater kid wanting to do her own accent
1: yeah I mean yeah she did it back with him they had like a little <laughs> room. There. I think I you know when they're getting out of limo like fine whatever they have to do like whatever to get noticed but like I wouldn't have continued on with the accent like she Me did and she really into it which it seems like she likes all of that stuff so I mean if that's what she likes it's what she likes not what I would do
0: who freaked you out the most which of the guys oh
1: gosh. who freaked me? Well, a lot of people that didn't get a lot of airtime. So the one guy that got, um, eliminated Brandon mm-hmm. with the oh, hair, the hair. <laughs> um, he reminded me of, um, Charlie's angels. You know, the <laughs> guy used to pull the hair out. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> like
0: from the TV show or the movie?
1: The movie with like Cameron Diaz, and yeah, Wilson, I- iconic
0: guy. movie, of course. Yeah.
1: yeah, the bad guy in that movie would like sniff the hair and pull it out, but he always had hair in his eyes, like exactly <laughs> like Brendan did. Brandon, I think, but I was like, What? Like, just brush your hair. I just don't get the look.
0: I mean, me neither. That was so weird. I remember when I first saw his bio, I was just like, What is this haircut? Um, was it Sam Rockwell or Crispin Glover?
1: I would not know. I I think you.
0: I'm looking at IMDb. So it's not like I know off the top of my head. Don't worry. Um, I think it's Sam Rockwell. But (laughs) um, he also reminded me of like either an extra from The Craft, that movie back in the 90s, or like a future extra on the reboot of Hocus Pocus that I heard is coming. (laughs) I I just was like, (laughs) he didn't even get to speak. There was no words uttered.
1: He might be a great guy. I have no clue. He got zero airtime but when I saw him, I was like, what are you doing? And then, like, he would be, like, you know, in background shots and stuff. And literally, hair always in his eyes. I never yeah. saw a full picture of his eye. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't into that. Um, Courtney with the Q.
0: Courtney with the Q and all the Q words in his intro.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell if, like, he has a weird accent or if he was trying to, like, overemphasize the Q. I Did think he know? was trying to
0: overemphasize the Q because he was, like – he was like, said like quality. I should have written down all the keywords. He said, I I was, I was actually kind of impressed that he had so many. I was like, wow, did he go through the dictionary? Like good job by him. But, um, it's sort of weird to like make your name, your gimmick. Um, and I say that as someone who like one of my go-to icebreakers is telling people that I was named for Julius Irving, which I was, but like, that's just like, sort of like, and it's like, it's like a fact and you move on. He was like, my identity is that my name starts with the Q. And I, <laughs> it was just like a lot.
1: It was just, yeah, it was just too much for me. I didn't like that the the accent that the Q thing gave him. And so I was just like, this is weird. Um, guy in a box.
0: No, thanks. He stayed in the box a really long time.
1: Too long. Like if he, if he came up in a box, came out of the box and had like There was, there was also zero reason for him to be in the box. Like there was no,
0: yeah, literally not. Also it had to have been hours because night one goes on a really long time. So it was literally hours that he was in there. I think his name was James. Um,
1: he he was moved
0: from, from a box on the website to James. Um, did he have water? Good question. I don't know. Like, did he get to go to the bathroom? I did. He must've been hot in there. I don't know who wants to be in a box for that long.
1: I will say from coming out of the box, he looked like very put together for being in a box for five hours. Good point.
0: Be- no wrinkles on his suit. Great yeah. point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will say that it's not what I was did not expect him to look like that at all. I expected him to be like hippie ish or something. And he came out like looking like, like wall street, you know, I don't know, walking down out of try somewhere in Tribeca. Like not what I was expecting. Yeah.
0: He was wearing a three piece suit. I'm going to read his bio because we didn't get to do that when we did the bios breakdown because he was just listed as box. Um, uh. this is his four facts about himself. James has zero phobias. Okay, cool. I-, I don't believe that, but fine. James loves to experiment in the kitchen and hates fast food. I'm offended by that. I love Taco Bell just off the top of my head. I've been craving it for days. So whatever. Um, James favorite board game is monopoly and James loves to rock turtle next. Like, okay. He's by the way, he's 30 software salesman from La Jolla, California. He also says he loves women who have goals of their own spontaneity, along with a bit of mystery. Uh, those are his big two, his two biggest turn-ons. James works hard to make sure the woman in his life knows she is appreciated and valued be- because for James relationships are about actions, not words. Okay, James,
1: I'm not mad at the bio. I can't see another turtleneck after last season. Not too many turtlenecks. I don't want to see another turtleneck. Um,
0: Turtleneck look. I'm just not that into. Like maybe like once, but like it's not like a go-to look. And also, it's hot. I just I hate being hot. So I think people are going to be hot. Like I can't
1: turtlenecks if it's ten degrees outside. Like my neck really is like a focus area of what the rest of my body feels like.
0: Sure. Yeah. But also like scarves, great accessory. You know, like they're for men and for women.
1: I don't even think I can wear a scarf. Like, wow. I that cannot be hot.
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no scars for you. Have you seen that picture of Lenny Kravitz with like the giant scarf ever?
1: It's no. like so huge. Wait, I'll send I'll it to you. Him?
0: Yeah, but it's also just, it's like all, it's like long, but it also is like very much like, it's why. It's just everything. It's huge, huge, huge scarf. Look, Lenny Kravitz, he's an icon. <laughs>
1: Last person, and I don't know why I don't know his name, Catman.
0: Cat, cat guy. Well, you, Why would you know his name? He's just a cat guy. But his, his name is Connor B. He was also the one with um the ukulele in the bathtub. We saw a lot a lot of his thighs.
1: I just think it was – she loved it. So she like, loved it.
0: I thought he was getting the first impression rose.
1: We I was like, he's for sure getting first impression rose. I'm not trying on your little, like, grubby gloves after you've worn them, like – There was just so many things where I was like, oh, like, this is not what I would like, but seems to work. So, I mean, I can't hate on him. He seemed like it, like his conversation was fine. Like I was totally fine. Yeah, it seemed like it was normal. Um, I just like couldn't wear a cat suit for, especially since we know like that day one is like a nine hour shoot minimum.
0: Yeah, I know. It seemed hot. I I thought it was kind of cute that he was concerned about his hair when he took the the hood off. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but yeah, I also like, I wouldn't want makeup on my face and like, I just thought, I don't know. I'm just not into costumes. So that was just, that was a lot. Yeah. It too was much. too much. I can't believe you haven't listed the RV guy, the surgical skin salesman who has a creeper.
1: Jeff. Oh my did <laughs> I forget about him and the celery eating. Um, I think I forgot about him because Katie also was like, no thanks.
0: That was, so that was the best testament to her character. The fact that she was like, I'm I'm good here. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> I think that my red flags were more raised for guys. So I was like, wait, she's actually into this. Yeah. Um, she obviously she was not into his, even like the things he said. I was like, this is like so creepy. Like those aren't funny jokes to me.
0: And, and just the way he spoke to her was so gross. I don't oh. know. He was like a character in a movie. I, I did like that one of the guys, I think it was Thomas, maybe, I can't remember, was like, oh, it's the Breaking Bad RV. I, I feel like we very infrequently get references to, like, the outside world. Um, And so I was like, cool. This is g- <laughs> I basically like the ones who actually watch television. So I'm like... Speaking
1: of, Thomas was one of my faves.
0: Thomas, very handsome. Very, very handsome. He seemed also genuine.
1: I also, in general, like, always give, like, 20 extra points, which is a lot of points for anyone who seems like they're over 6'1.
0: Yeah, apparently and, he's six five.
1: See? Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's an option. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I have heard about Katie that she's not into the classically handsome guys. So I'm curious how that plays out with this group of very classically handsome men. Because
1: Is Matt not classically handsome?
0: Well, I mean, he definitely is, but I'm not sure she was that into Matt. Like they didn't really have
1: any connection. They didn't have
0: a pop in chemistry, you know?
1: Yeah. I, this might be like unpopular take. I like loved Michael. The dad. Yes.
0: Oh, that's nice. What'd you love about him?
1: I just think he seemed so genuine and like, you could literally see how happy he was after talking to her.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: I thought it was the sweetest. Like even the guys were like making fun of him because he just seemed like, oh my gosh, that conversation couldn't have gone worse. I loved that he talked about his son immediately and asked her, is that something that you want? Because I feel like if she said no, he would be like, this is not the place for me. Like I feel like he is dead serious, wants this to work. And if it doesn't work, I think he'll be fine. Like, I think he's just like, this seems like a great opportunity. When I found out it was you, I was like, this could work this is the type of woman that I would want.
0: You know, that's a good point. He seems like a good future bachelor if he doesn't win. I don't think he's winning. He also was just so much more of an adult. I mean, he's, you know, he's 10 years older than Andrew S and he has a son. Apparently um, I was speculating or asking if he was a uh,
1: divorced or a widower. And apparently he's a widower. Uh, I thought so, he was a widower because like he was saying, his parents were taking yeah. care and like, didn't mention anything. So I was like, huh, that must yeah. have been... And for him to take on that bulk of the responsibility but even like no, this is no shade to any former parent that has been on the show but i feel like a lot of the times they when they talk about having kids it's kind of like oh i have a kid and then it's kind of like a forgotten thing they don't really address what's happening with the kid or where the kid's at like he was like he is so well taken care of he's going on trips with my parents like Maybe it's because I'm a mom, too. I have no idea. But I was just like, this is the sweetest. It seems so real. And I was into it.
0: That That's really interesting to me because I um am judgmental. That's why I got into <laughs> podcasting. And I'm always like, why is a parent on this show? Like, shouldn't they be with their kids? But I, I do think that's like, you know, probably not fair. And also... I think also when you're a widower 36 of the four year old, it's probably just like an intense experience that I can't understand. And like, you probably do need a break and just like want to take a chance on finding someone in an unconventional way.
1: Yeah. Um, I do often think about like, why would you want to go on the show if you're a parent? But I do think it's also harder to find love when you're a parent, especially for women. Obviously he's a man, but especially for women um, and I have to imagine that, like, there has to be some okay, like, betting. Like, I have a kid. I have to assume the bachelor, or bachelorette has to say, like, I'm okay with dating someone who has a kid, right?
0: I I think so. I, I've heard that they ask them, like, for for some preferences, but like, there's just sort of like a like a pool of potential candidates. And so apparently, Greg was actually maybe going to be on Claire season, but then didn't make the final cut. And so like, he's been like in. In contention for a long time. So I think they like are just kind of always scouting and then you sort of like end up on a season like one way or another. So I think they, they do ask. Um I also think that they probably ask about like now specifically to make sure that they can have like a more representative cast, because I think like they're trying to work on that. I mean, this cast is obviously much more diverse than, for example, Emily's season. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I mean, usually, I I feel like up until the past couple of years, it's always been just like a token, yeah, for like one Asian, one Black, for sure. I don't even like. There's rarely ever any like MENA representation, like Middle Eastern. Oh, Indian. very
0: yeah, very infrequently, and yeah. and very few um, Latinx representation as well. Like just like so, oh, yeah. so little. I mean, it's obviously they have like a really long way to go, but it seems like they're. At least trying with this cast. So, uh, you know, I, it's kind of hard to be like, kudos, or also like, let's see if they can actually pull it off. But I, I cause like, it's just such a, a shit show. But I, I hope it, <laughs> I hope they improve. I, I just like want the show to be fun again. I, I will say, I felt like this episode was kind of free of some of the like emotional weight. And I was just like, thank God. I and mean, this Chris Harrison stuff that we will talk about in a second, like, is, I'm like happy to be moving on from it. Cause like, just this, like, the fraught, like weight around the bachelor like the bachelor can't handle that it's not built to be like you know part of, of like racial discourse in america and it, it is and like you have to acknowledge it but like it, it's not doesn't have the ability to like be a place where we can really i think get into some of these important issues
1: i would love to know like the demographic of like viewership of the bachelor um 99% of all my group chats is like all black and we all watch The Bachelor. Interesting. And Bachelor. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think that that's the average. Um, I'm not sure, but I think a lot of people, all like m- majority of viewership goes for like a good reality television show. No one goes to reality television to have like deep emotional conversation, like to watch that. That's just not what I go for. It's like yeah. supposed to be like mindless fun and to make fun L- of people. <laughs> Last season was too heavy for me. Like there were so many things that happened in last season that I was just like, this is not what I'm coming to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette for. Am I happy that some of the things happened and like they're trying to make things so it's like more, you know, representative of the world that we actually live in? 100%. So it had to happen, I think. But like, you're right. That was one positive thing watching this episode is it felt like we were getting back to like what The Bachelor is. Um, And and it just looks a little bit different. And in my opinion, it looks better because it looks like what you see when you walk outside.
0: Totally. Yeah, it's really well said. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
0: Really well said. I, I also think, um, like, uh, let's just have fun. And on that note, Chris Harrison officially left. He's out. And... Uh, we were texting about it, and I was speculating that he um got like fifty million dollars to leave. But Page Six reported that he got twenty five million dollars for for his payout, which is a lot. Apparently, he was making five million per season. Um, and then this kind of like all came out on Tuesday morning and then Chris Harrison posted on his Instagram, like, um, a picture of him hosting, I think one of the finale specials I've had a truly incredible run as host of the bachelor franchise. And now I'm excited to start a new chapter. I'm so grateful to bachelor nation for all the memories we've made together. Well, my two decade journey is wrapping up the friendships I've made will last a lifetime. Um, I'm sure that is true that he has many friends that will last a lifetime from this, but it also seems like it was a really contentious separation where there was, you know, threats and payouts. And then a lot of, you know, given the number of people who've been on the show, which is in the hundreds, cause it's been on for 20 years. um, Not that many people commented, but a lot of like big names were, you know, kind of like give him really like fond goodbyes, Ari, Jojo, Ashley, I Sean Lowe, um, Nick, Jason Mesnick, Jason Tardick, like just like a lot of these people. And, I think it's interesting like you know first of all all of these people are white um <laughs> and uh I don't know I think it's complicated I I think the show needs a host I don't know that it has to be Chris Harrison but I I it, it this is like definitely like a new phase for the show now like it, it there's it's undeniable that's for sure
1: Yeah I Definitely missed like Chris Harrison on this episode. It doesn't need to be Chris Harrison to your point. I think they need a host. I think it needs a host. Um, I also don't think like, you know, they have to go and like hire a black guy. Like, I don't think they need to do that, which I, I don't know if they feel like the pressure to do that. Um, I don't care if the host is black, white, whatever, but I think it needs like a good host. Like someone with experience. I love the host from Temptation Island. I'm mm. like he would be a great person. I believe
0: his name is Mark Wahlberg, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. It's not
0: the Mark Wahlberg, but a Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) That must be so rough to go through life as like Mark Wahlberg. People are so excited. And then it's like, Oh, it's just you. Also,
1: I think he's an executive producer on the show. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh my God, Mark Wahlberg (laughs) also produced this show. And then like, I later figured out that he is also Mark Wahlberg. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think there's there's so many people that I think could be good options. I don't think that Tasha and Caitlin are the, the the answer. No,
0: they're not. I agree. No shots. Hosting is hard. It's a skill.
1: Also in, in my bachelor group chats, like the amount of people that were like, if all I had to do was go on TV and say like, you know, a few racist things for $25 million, I might sign up for that. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to work again. He could but he doesn't um, have to. We were thinking
1: that maybe he goes and works for Fox. Maybe oh. they have like a MAGA dating show and he's the host.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't think Chris Harrison is MAGA. I just want to say that. I, I actually don't know, but I, I don't assume that he is. I do think that this is just not like for the show to move forward, that he couldn't stay. I, I just think that's, yeah. that's very clear. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like he could be turned into like a symbol of something.
1: Yeah, I don't think that he is or isn't. I have no idea. I know he talked about his like voting history and doesn't like that being brought up um, or questioned. Um, I think that the people that tend to be MAGA are probably huge supporters now after what happened because they hate cancel culture and like, yeah. So whether he like likes it or not, I think he probably has like a really big following there. So I yeah, s- it's true. I could see it making sense or maybe like a conservative dating show or something, which he might not even want to do, but he could get paid a lot of money to do it.
0: I think he's really into golf. I could see him like getting into the golf world somehow. So I don't know. I, uh, I, I also think that like, you know, there's just like a, I think the new host needs to be a woman. That's my, that's my main thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in talking about reality, TV people's voting um, choices this week on the Real Housewives of New York, it's a major point of contention between Leah and Heather. It's not even like who they'll be voting for, but like if they'll be voting. It's just a total uh, side oh, note.
1: Well, I have I've seen the clips of that because she is saying that she she doesn't want to say so like, I don't want to vote or not at all. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, it's pretty it's pretty surreal watching Beverly Hills in New York, which are currently airing and like filming in real time. They're both currently a week out from the election and hearing them like casually mention it and talk about it. It's pretty wild. It's like it just shows you how wild this country has been for the last like really. I mean, like five years, but like the last 18 months in particular that like even on these franchises that try to avoid politics like it just is impossible it has inv- it has invaded every space
1: also you would think out of the franchises like you would not think Beverly Hills would talk about it i know and they're talking about it and it doesn't seem like it's a safe space to have an opposing view on Beverly Hills by the way i'm you know, I agree with the view that they're going with, but I'm shocked that they all seem on board with that view and are openly saying. Me too. It.
0: I was shocked that they were mostly pro pro Biden. It seemed. And yeah, and totally shocked. I completely agree with you, especially because the New York ladies. I don't don't know if that's the case. I mean, Heather was extremely pro Biden, so is Ebony as well. But it just is. Um, it's just and, and you know this is this is kind of ultimately comes back to the Bachelor. Like, it's just like reality TV was not meant to be the space to like have these political conversations. But it's so ironic because Trump became the reality TV president. And like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> we could we could like to have like a whole PhD dissertation on this. I'm sure there are many out there, but oh uh, wait, I,
1: one more note on Chris Harrison. Yeah. Um I would love to know what he knows because he has to know some shit so to get he to knows be a five. ton.
0: He definitely yeah. knows a ton. I mean um I mentioned this earlier in the week, but about two years ago, I think it was the summer of 2019. um, Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show was embroiled in a lawsuit from his, I think now ex-wife. I, they are definitely estranged. She ended up, they ended up settling, but she had brought um, a lawsuit and maybe I think it was just a lawsuit. I don't think it was criminal charges, but uh, domestic abuse against him. uh, And while she was pregnant. And so, you know, there's like some unsavory stuff about Mike Fleiss out there already. And, and many of these articles recently have mentioned it, but you know, if you watched unreal, like, you know, there's like a real messiness behind this. And, and so, so many of the past contestants have talked about like the depression after being on the show. And I think it's just, you know, they're making a TV show and like, all you need to do is like look at when Claire was on paradise and they made it seem like she was talking to the raccoon and that's something they were willing to air. Right. Like they're like, this is like benign enough. And it was funny that we'll air it, but like, who knows what happens behind the scenes and, um, you know they obviously had the incident a few years ago with um Curran and DeMario where they were super drunk and yeah and um yeah it's it's a uh, I, I there's tons of stories that i'm sure will never make the make it to the press now that Chris Harrison is 25 million dollars richer so
1: yeah um and you know i will say that i think especially for like his generation um it seems like a lot of people are getting caught saying things and it just seems like they're just not aware. Like, I don't, and I don't want to give them a pass, but it seems like they think they're saying the right thing. And even on um, Beverly Hills where Sutton was like, I don't see color. And I'm like, no, you don't say that because like, she actually does have brown skin. You can't say she doesn't have brown skin. Like we, we want you to see us and know that we're different and be okay that we're different and be happy that we're different and like celebrate our differences. There's no ever, there's never a need in the world to say you don't see color unless you are actually, you know, colorblind or (laughs) blind. Like there's just never.
0: In the case of Kathy
1: Hilton, blind. Yeah. I'm saying that I think that it's not, a, a lot of the times like the language has changed so much of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable that sometimes they think they're saying the right things. And it's just like, no, you may, you may mean well, but this is not what is happening. This is not how you talk now. And these are the reasons why. It seemed like Sutton was totally open for the conversation and open to changing. Um, I don't know if Chris Harrison, you know, ever had the opportunity because they definitely didn't have the conversation when it was happening. It was very much, letting him sink his own ship. Um, but I I do think it's, it's happened a ton in the past, like couple of years. It probably will happen for a couple more years, but it seems to be like this one singular generation that keeps fumbling.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think it's a really good point. Like I, I think that Chris Harrison and people of his generation, um, don't understand that like, the, like you said, the language has evolved, and the way that you, like the the discourse has evolved, and I, I think that's a, a really good point. Um, and also, also what you just said, like that's one of the things I've been enjoying about the Housewives, though it's like totally a shit show. But with Beverly Hills and New York, and like I think New York is like much more depressing than Beverly Hills. But one thing I have been enjoying is that instead of just like shutting down these conversations and participating in cancel culture they're kind of letting people let themselves hang out to dry like it, it, you know and they are sort of showing these conflicts instead of like shying away from them and i actually i think that's the right way to do it and it's also like um i think that the uh, many of the white women on new york have put themselves in such a bad light and like expose themselves to be who they really are that it's almost like ebony is there and she's making them uncomfortable because she's awesome and because she's different from them, but she I'm relieved that I, I don't, I, I don't know if this is my place to even say, but I don't feel like there's like an undue burden on her necessarily. The way that like, I felt like Matt had such an undue burden as lead where he had to like be representative of a, of a whole race. And yeah. it just seemed like unfair because they weren't like the conversations like weren't being facilitated.
1: I feel like the casting with Ebony um, was just, brilliant because she also seems totally down to teach. Like she doesn't seem like the type that just wants to cut someone off. If you don't understand something, she wants to explain it to you. And then if you don't understand it, she's like, okay, I've tried. And if you still don't want to get it, that's on you. Um, but like, I think if someone is willing to listen to her and is willing to understand it, like she's done with Ramona already, like 15 times, Like we're on like episode <laughs> four. Um, I think she's the right person to it person to do it. Also, I cannot remember her name right now. Christina, the girl in Beverly Hills. Crystal. The, Crystal. There we go. Like Crystal was willing to do the same thing instead yeah. of being, like, oh, I hate her. Let's cancel her for saying that. Da da da. She went and had a conversation with her. Sutton happened to be totally willing to hear it and learn from it and move on. So that I like, I thought that conversation was great. Unfortunately, as people of color, we have to educate people sometimes. And, you know, I don't think that we, I don't think that it's our job, but if you're willing to do it and you do it and it goes well, like that's how you can move forward with somebody.
0: Yeah. I think that's really well said as well. And, um, I think you're giving Sutton a pass. I think Sutton is a maniac.
1: (laughs) I mean, no, I think she's a little crazy. (laughs) I thought that conversation was good.
0: It was, it was good. It's, it's definitely better than not having these conversations at all. And I, I think that's like, my main frustration with the bachelor, not my main frustration, but a frustration is just that like, there's not. And and one of the reasons why I'm just like, let's just get back to this show being dumb and fun is because there's not a way to, they haven't figured out a way to have these conversations. Like the housewives have
1: begun to, um, it's harder so. though because we have a new cast every season. Yeah. So like you can't see like the growth of somebody, right? Yeah. Like, it's also
0: like it's like Andrew S. Are we are we asking you to like stand up? Like, we don't know anything about you. We've just met you and like you're here yeah. looking for love. It's and and again, like I, you know, I don't I don't wanna like I think seeing Matt go through this experience where he clearly really liked Rachel and like just wanted to be with her, but then
1: obviously
0: could and yeah, I mean they're apparently moving in together per page six. Um <laughs> So, I, you know, and whether, you know, my, I think my opinion about their relationship is kind of irrelevant, but like just the fact that he was asked to be like, you know, this figurehead when no other bachelor was asked to do that was just not fair. And so I, yeah. I let's, let's make this show dumb and fun and
1: make fun of people, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, also, everybody needs some of that, especially right now, especially yeah. since like we have been saying you can't escape some of these conversations. In other shows, like it is nice to just have something where you just don't have to think about it.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really true. And I think that's like actually one of the reasons why, though the gimmicks were all horrifying, I was like, at least it's given <laughs> us some dumb shit to be like, What are you guys doing? A so lot. a uh,
1: lot of dumb shit.
0: I was grateful. I think the worst one I've thought about this a lot, and I'm I have a pro-Kyle bias. I bet you don't even know who Kyle was because he wasn't, he was like barely on the episode, but he was the guy who like like to- like s- tore his briefs off from his pants, and I was just oh, like yeah. I think that was the dumbest one I've landed on even worse than the RV, The RV was creepier, but the briefs were even stupider.
1: Um, I don't think the briefs was creepy. The RV was. Yes. Uh, the briefs was just like a dumb thing, but also the, I don't know if I just like, don't think that her bringing a dildo was that big of a deal or vibrator, whatever it was, vibrator. Um, the amount of emphasis on sex, this episode one, I was just like, what? Did, and her, like, how many times did I hear sex positive last night? I know. I was just like, she had a vibrator for like 45 seconds. Why is she like, did anything else happen that I don't remember? That was no. like so extremely sex positive.
0: No, you didn't, you didn't miss anything. And it's totally true. It's like, we, it's, it's like you say it so many times on the show. It's it, like loses its meaning. Like, what does it even mean to be sex positive? Like,
1: <laughs> I don't Leah's even know, too, by the way, I know. Yeah, is it you talk about sex a lot in a positive way?
0: Um, I think it means that you sort of like they remove the judgment from it and sort of like see it as like um a natural part of life and like encourage it in a in a certain way. But it doesn't necessarily just mean that like you are pro sex or pro talking about sex. I think it's a lot more about the judgment, as far as I understand. I mean, I don't. What do I know?
1: I mean, I guess that that was my initial interpretation of it, and then after watching this episode, I was like, "Does that just mean you're horny all the time?"
0: <laughs> I <laughs> don't, I don't even get that vibe from Katie, though. Like, at all, <laughs> at all. Yeah, like I, I don't even find her like to have like this like sexual energy. So it's, it really is just a talking point.
1: Yeah, I don't. That that it all confused me a little bit, but um, there were some like good. Little, like, puns and, you know, how I don't know how many people, like, read things or said things that had sexual, like, innuendos in it. So many. Um, yeah. But I didn't think those were all terrible. I just thought there was too many of them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. The I, When I was doing my post-show research, um, I tend to, like, watch the show twice. And then in between like Mondays and Thursdays, I tend to try to do a fair amount of research. And one thing I read, which I just like incredibly lame, but that's the job. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, one thing I read was that seven guys went home, but we only saw three guys leave. And I just like I'm like, who else left? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't even know if that's true. So we'll have to find out next week. But just kind of confusing.
1: Um, Did seven actually leave?
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next week. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell from the show. We only saw three exits because I wrote them down. I usually can't remember who leaves, so I was like, "I'm going to pay attention this time." And then I read some recap where there were like seven guys went home. So I don't, I don't know. I gotta, I need to check on that. But um, interesting, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm uh, not looking forward to Blake returning, which I guess is happening next week. I mean, no one needed more Blake.
1: <laughs> I loved Blake. You did. I did what? <laughs> This um, is shocking. Loved him, and I like wanted. I think you're nicer
0: than I am. Wow.
1: I wanted him to keep going with Taisha.
0: Oh my god! Well, this is the season for you, then, Callie. I'm excited for you.
1: That was probably one of my like peak moments watching, um, or two nights ago. Um, when I saw him, I was like, oh yes, he's coming back.
0: Oh my god! I, okay, we found the one person in the world excited. I guess outside of his family. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I loved him. I also think he's like not good looking, but good looking. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his smile. He has really pretty eyes. I was into Blake.
0: I'm absolutely shocked by this. I'm really excited (laughs) when we get more Blake next week. I, we're going to dig in on this because I want to, we'll do a, we'll do a tape breakdown of all of Blake next week. I'm, I'm excited. Wow, uh, I'm honestly wait, shocked. Next week, I think he does. Yeah.
1: Oh, so he's not even that late to the game. No, he's he did get a
0: real shot. Yeah. Ugh. I hope it's next week for your sake. Honestly, this is wild
1: news. I feel like it could be a good match.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that I think she seems into pretty like plain white guys. So <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's why Cat Guy and Greg really ca- caught her attention.
1: I feel like he had, maybe they just gave him so much air time. I think that he got an enormous amount of air time between Taysha and Claire. Yeah. So much. he's so Claire. weird. Um, I,
0: I relate to that. I like the weirdos. So he, I like that. He seems a little unique.
1: No, I really hope he comes on this season and just does so well.
0: The last thing I just want to mention is that paradise is filming right now. So I've, I've been um, creeping on people's Instagrams to see who's there and who's not. Um, Piper and Brendan dating. So not going.
1: No, beautiful couple. Beautiful couple. I wanted them to be there, but I mean, could you get like, I think they're like, you know, they have to be like one of the most gorgeous bachelor couples ever.
0: Absolutely. He's, he's, um, I mean, she's like stunning and he is like deceptively beautiful. I mean, I, yeah.
1: I think he's like perfect looking. Yeah.
0: I I love, I love Brendan. Um, he's also Although, just like, I'm, like is he
1: open to committing to someone now or?
0: I think so. And I think he's, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's a summer fling. Who's who's to say? The biggest thing that I'm just super confused about is that I have confirmed that Bennett is not there. And I've confirmed that by DMing him. So just to be like, Will you come on my podcast? <laughs> hey, <why laughs> so, not
1: there? Did he, did he tell you?
0: No, I'm sure he's not allowed to tell me. But um I'm just so confused. I I will be I will be going full Sherlock Holmes to understand why Bennett is not a first ballot paradise hall of famer i'm so confused it's the big other than you liking blake it's the biggest shock of 2021 so far so (laughs) i will keep reporting on this and we'll keep you posted
1: um you know how you said you do your research a lot of my research between shows is on tiktok and then Mm -hmm. i'll sometimes i'll take that to instagram depending on what i find on tiktok um in tiktok i feel like and I guess, like you know, they always like the bachelor alum always kind of hung out together. This is getting to like next level. I know,
0: I I know. It's like, did you any of you have friends going back
1: before to their normal lives? At some point, I it know. doesn't seem like that happens anymore.
0: All the t- all of the um Matt, not all, several of the Matt women moved to New York, and I think they have like they just like hang out together and
1: like twenty four seven. There's so many TikToks.
0: I I don't know. A TikTok scares me, so I, I'm not. You'll have to. Keep me posted on what's going on there. Um, so I just like watch the same dances over and over again. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, they seem to be hanging out.
1: The more you're on it, it like curates. Like when you first get on it, it just gives you the top videos. And then the more you're on it, it curates like what you like. So like I have an enormous amount of reality television TikTok. I get mom TikTok. I get cool. fashionable Asian TikTok. Oh, I get um Old people singing karaoke TikTok. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So it just like depends on what you want. I also get like a lot of political battles, like people <laughs> going at each other. This uh, is a really wide range of content. Very, very wide range. Also, there's like fashionable Asian TikTok is nuts. Like so. All right. Gosh.
0: All right. Send me some um, good ones. Um. Last thing yeah. I want to mention of the day. Are you familiar with Tyler Cameron? Yes. I love Tyler Cameron, like both as like I a concept and as a human. Cameron's girlfriend. What'd you say? You know her?
1: No, I, I don't. I think she's like one of the most beautiful women in the world.
0: She is, which makes sense because Tyler's one of the most beautiful men in the world. Um, Tyler posted a photo of himself with a horse. Uh, did you see this? It's no. his most recent Instagram. Um, I recommend checking it out. You can just really clearly see his penis in it. And I... <laughs> It seems to have caught many people's attention. So many people sent it to me because in the past on this podcast we have talked extensively about how tight his jeans are and how it confused us. Um, he has not changed his style, and yeah, I mean even Andy Cohen commented this pick is captivating. It's and his brother was his commented. It's just like it's completely outrageous, and I just want to throw out a theory. And I know that I'm people are going to think I'm crazy for this, but I, I actually. Think it is possible that Tyler did not realize how clear his dick was in this picture. I, I I just want to throw that out there.
1: I don't think he even looked at it.
0: Yeah, I think he just thought this was like a funny, like hot picture.
1: <laughs> yes, someone I know did something very, very similar <laughs> and posted a photo, and I was like, "Wait, does he know that you can literally see the entire outline?" He ended up deleting it like five seconds later. Um, I'm sure he got a million text messages, but like, I know for a fact, he genuinely had no idea. And you could see the entire outline.
0: I think Tyler didn't know
1: he looks great in this picture. (laughs) So I'm sure even if he did, he was like, maybe people will not really like focus on that. Like it looked like James Dean. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And he's probably like, it's like a funny, like, Hey girl, Ryan Gosling type picture, you know? I mean, he's, he's just so beautiful.
1: Also maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't. It's just like, I, women fucking love me anyways. Like,
0: okay. <laughs> Here we are talking about it. So it let worked. Me just,
1: let me just give them what they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. All right. On that note, thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this podcast. Callie, this was a delight. I'll talk to you next week. Send me some TikToks and I'll be back Monday night uh, as per usual. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great weekend.